0: Ah, uh, Bubble Creek Canyon. I don't know uh, how many of you have Disney Plus, but there is a show on there called WandaVision. It kind of reminds me of uh, a WandaVision, right? Creating this alternate reality. Well, this morning, we're going we're gonna to step back in time and spend some time learning about a bright young man who was about college age, uh, who had hopes and dreams and, and plans for a future, but suddenly everything changed. You see, Judah had conquered, uh, Judah had had been conquered and King Nebuchadnezzar had seized Jerusalem and the citizens, and they were taken captive and deported to Babylon. And Daniel was one of those captives, a bright and gifted young man, again, with many hopes and dreams uh, for a future. He would serve the government of his captors for the next 60 plus years and serve various kings and rulers and authorities. And I trust, trust me, it was no Bubble Creek Canyon. A few words to describe Daniel. He was faithful, he was bold, he was a prophet, a dream interpreter. He had a strong ability uh, for self control, he was quiet, and he was a fierce prayer warrior. He, he lived in the tension of a world that didn't follow God. In fact, if you didn't bow down literally to the rulers of that day, the punishment was death. Yet Daniel found a way to stay true to God, his faith and his beliefs, and a culture of non-believers. And he didn't hide or shrink back. Our world and country has changed so much. We live in the land of the free, home of the brave. Yet I believe that we are increasingly becoming less, less and less of one nation under God. The tension is thick and we live in a divisive culture. Yet we have hope and that hope is Jesus. Jesus gave believers a commission. It's found in John 20:21. 20, he says, as the father has sent me, so I am sending you. We are being sent to live in this world sent to live among others for some of us for some of us it's in our workplaces it's in our neighborhoods our families fitness clubs friends school even the grocery store so how do we bear witness to make jesus known we can learn a lot from our brother daniel And so this morning, this is a great opportunity to take notes. If you have that ability, we're going to be stretched this morning. And stretching is good. It's good for the body and the mind and the spirit. So I am going to be hopping throughout the book of Daniel. So uh, just buckle up and uh, hold on and I will guide you as we move along. So many of us are familiar with the stories of Daniel from Sunday School, right? We're familiar of the fiery furnace and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and then of course Daniel and the lion's den and we remember those uh, early on and now as adults. Uh, most recently, there was a weight loss program that came out of Saddleback Church, Rick Warren's church out in California, and it's called the Daniels, the Daniel Plan, and we've done it here at Faith Community. It's inspired from the first chapter of Daniel, and it's not just about vegetables, so I'll just say the disclaimer right, disclaimer right there with that. But the king had requested that young men who were from the royal family or who were nobles... Uh, Who had an aptitude for learning to serve uh, would be summoned to serve the king. And they were assigned uh, daily training and a portion of choice food and wine from the king's table each day. And as I read this passage, uh, one of the first things that comes to mind is Montgomery Inn. Everybody, anybody ever eaten in Montgomery Inn? Yeah. Okay, so what do they do? They give you this bib and you tie this bib on, right? And your mouse watering and you're ready for the food to come. And, and so we get that bib on there and, and we scoot up to the table and we might have a, a big uh, a slab of ribs in front of us, maybe a, a good juicy steak, uh, Saratoga chips with that delicious Montgomery and barbecue sauce, maybe some fine wine and the best dessert around. Anybody hungry yet? Yeah, yeah. Scripture tells us each day that they were offered this choice food and drink. And as we know, that's going to catch up with you real quick. I'm finally shedding the last of my COVID-19. Anybody else? Yeah, it's good going down, but it's hard coming off. But Daniel, he had a way with his words. Hear these words from Daniel 1, 11 through 17. Daniel said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink, and then compare our appearance with that of young men who eat the royal food, and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for ten days. At the end of the ten days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the other young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine, and they were to drink that they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead." To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Now notice how he approached, how Daniel approached the chief official. How do we approach or interact those that we might be in opposition with? How does God bless us as we walk in obedience to him, even in the hardest of situations? And then we have Daniel's friends who were highly regarded like Daniel for what they had to offer the monarchy. And here we have this transition of names. Hananiah became Shadrach, Mishael became Meshach, and Azariah became Abednego. And we continue on in chapter three, verse four. Then the herald loudly proclaimed nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into the fiery furnace. We pick up in verse 11. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into the blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who will pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these these men were brought before the king. He says, but if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what god will be able to rescue you from my hand and I love their response if we are thrown into the blazing furnace the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand but even if he does not we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up now I just read that with a whole lot of attitude just because we know how it's going to turn out But I don't think they probably read it with that kind of, or said it with that kind of attitude. But I can't even fathom as I uh, uh, contemplate on the scripture what that walk was like as they made their way to that furnace. And and then for those that were watching the horror and the suspense, we pick up in verse 24 and verse 3. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leapt to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that were tied up and thrown into the fire? And they replied, certainly your majesty. And he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth, it looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out, come here. So the three came out of the fire. Can you imagine the sight walking out of the fire, yet visibly glowing with the power of God inside of them? Some of us feel like we're coming out of a fire. Maybe a little crispy on the outside. I don't know about you, but trying to figure all this out. But filled with the fire of God on the inside. So how are you coming out of the fire the Apostle Paul tells us in Romans 8:28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So where is God calling you to step up, step in, and step out in this season? Bold faith. What does it mean to have faith and to live by faith? The three men were not alone, and the fourth person appeared whatever fiery situation that you are in, take notice of who is with you and let it bring you comfort and courage. The same person who persecuted them came to know and follow God. Do not doubt your influence. Obstacles can become opportunities for God. After losing his sanity and and enduring much hardship, King Neb eventually had this conversion moment, and Daniel records it in, in the fourth chapter, 36th verse, verse. He says, at the time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became, became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just and those who walk in pride he is able to humble amen but as we continue to read in the book of daniel the trials persisted just like they do today for many of us but this time it was under king darius when the medes and the persians conquered babylon and the new leaders and administration did not like daniel and they tried to, to find some dirt on him, and they, they tried to find some corruption on him to no avail. And so, so they hatched this plan, and they presented it to the king. Here are these words from Daniel 6, I'm in starting in verse 6. So these administrators and the satraps went to a group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict. And enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days, except you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. We pick up in verse 10. Now Daniel learned that the decree had been published, and he went home to his upstairs room, where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees, and he prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and spoke to him about this royal decree. Did you not publish a decree during the next 30 days? Anyone who prays to any god or human being except you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den. And the king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. I love how how Daniel responds to this new edict and decree. He didn't skip a beat. He kept his appointment with God. Uh, I, I love the book of Micah, and he's one of the prophets in the Old Testament, Micah 6, 8. He tells us, what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Daniel went into a room with open windows to pray towards Jerusalem, and it's likely there were several who had saw and heard him. So what do we learn from his prayer life? He had a place to pray. He set aside time for prayer three times a day. And he had this posture of being on his knees and and being on bended knee aids in a bending heart. And he had humility. He positioned himself towards Jerusalem. And then he prayed with purpose, right? To give thanks and to be in relationship with the Lord. Priscilla Shire says prayer is the key that gives us access to his work in our lives, and it is always designed to set the stage for him to be seen more clearly and more fully. Daniel is arrested, right? Daniel is arrested. He's found guilty. Imagine the mugshot, right? Imagine the mugshot. We've got Daniel's picture on it, and it says Babylon County Jail, prophet of the Most High, charged with prayer, A question that I want you to sit with this week, and I've been sitting with it, and I'm going to continue to sit with it. If you were arrested for following Jesus, would they find enough evidence to convict you? Such a convicting question. If you were arrested for following Jesus, would they find enough evidence to convict you? Daniel is thrown into the lion's den, as we know. And he was protected, just as his friends were in the fiery furnace. You see, God didn't keep Daniel out of the lion's den. He protected him in the den. Amen? Some of you might be facing lions. Maybe feeling trapped with no way out. Maybe surrounded by critics. Maybe feeling hopeless. But we were reminded through all of um, Daniel's uh, testimonies that God will make a way when there seems to be no way. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. God didn't promise days without pain, laughter without sorrow, nor sun without rain but he did promise strength for the day comfort for the tears and light for the way. So as we look at Daniel's life in awe and wonder, he endured things that we just cannot even fathom and some of us have endured things that we can't even fathom. What would it look like if you stop living in what you went through and praise him for what he brought you out of? We'll say that again. What if you stop living in what you went through and praise him for what he brought you out of? Another thing we learned from Daniel is that he had a core group of friends that he did life with, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who are you connected with as you walk out your faith journey? He met with God on a regular basis. What does your devotional life look like outside of Sunday morning? God's favor was clearly upon Daniel, and he was given wisdom and understanding, knowledge, uh, the ability to see visions, and the ability to interpret dreams. We see God's provision and protection over Daniel's life. So where do you see his provision and protection over your life? He had tremendous faith and boldly lived his faith. Two different things. So in the scope of your life, where is God nudging you to step up, to step in, and to step out? I want to circle back to, uh, to King Darius because he was the one that threw Daniel in the lion's den. Here are these words from Daniel 6.25. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and peoples of every language in all the earth, may you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel. For he is the living God. He endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and saves. He performs signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. You see, we don't live in Bubble Creek Canyon, right? Like the video that we watched. But we hold the power of influence. And we have the opportunity to share the good news of Jesus Christ. One nation under God. Knowing Jesus making Jesus known. Let us pray. God, we come before you. And God, we thank you for your word. We thank, that you, thank you that you speak to us through your word. And Lord, we pray for the courage that Daniel had. And God, there are some of us here that are experiencing trials. And Father, I pray for perseverance where we're challenged. And God, I pray for areas where we can step out, Lord, in faith to be your witness. And God, I pray for ways that we can come to know you more. And God, to be in a relationship with you outside of Sunday morning where we come to worship and praise you, but to be in your word, to be in fellowship with other believers, to know you more. God, we thank you that you meet us here this morning. We love you and we praise you this day. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray and all of God's people said, amen.